Welcome to The Approach. I'm Connor Owen, and I serve on staff at World Gospel Mission. This is one of our prayer habit episodes, where we create intentional space to pray over the topic we discussed a couple weeks ago. So a couple weeks ago, John and I talked about relationships and how those have changed for the next generation. With this desire for relationships in mind, let's take some time to pray over how we can form godly relationships with our Gen Zers. A few months ago, I was reading about how the Word became flesh, and you've probably read that too, but let's lean into what that means. What we're talking about here, of course, is the Incarnation, so Jesus came to be with humanity, and through His coming to Earth, we are able to step into relationship with God. And in this divine relationship, some call this wanting ourselves to God. This is what Jesus desires. He wants us to step into relationship with him so that we can become like him. That's why he came to earth. That's why he took on suffering. And that's why he pursues you. You know, I think we can look to Jesus and his way as a model for building relationships with the next generation. Jesus wasn't passive or simply waiting on humanity to take the first step. No, he came to us. He gave up his place in heaven, his status, and his seat next to the Father, all so he could journey with us. Am I doing this with the next generation, though? Am I pursuing those in Gen Z that God has placed in my life? Okay, back to that familiar line, the Word became flesh. This gives us the reminder that God is with us. He chooses to be with us. And to start today, we're going to say a prayer around this passage. I'll say a line and then you can repeat it to yourself or out loud or maybe just soak in it. John chapter 1 verse 14. The Word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I love that wording. Jesus moved into the neighborhood. We've all heard the word incarnation before, and maybe that's brought up some questions about what that means. Think of it like that, though. Jesus picked up his life, and he moved into your neighborhood. Yeah, yours. The one with the problems and the difficult dynamics and the brokenness and the pain. He chose to move in there, right next to you. How does that impact you when you think about Jesus moving into your neighborhood, moving into your life? For a few moments, consider that reality, that Jesus willfully moved into your life with all of the challenges and overwhelming aspects that you face each day. We're seeking to walk as Jesus walked. Because of his stepping into our lives, we should look to step into the lives of others. When God places someone in my life, though, am I doing this? Am I taking the initiative? You know, I'll be honest, sometimes I don't. And I can list off all the excuses, work and kids and school and things around the house, and the list goes on. So when I think about 
willfully stepping into somebody else's life, you know, I'm often considering, what's this going to cost me? And if you're a parent, you've been there. You know, my kids will approach me with a problem of their own as I'm working on a problem of my own. And I'll say something like, not now. But I miss an opportunity when I do this. I miss a chance to move into their neighborhood and deepen our relationship. I miss a chance to walk as Jesus walked. Now, I'm not here to make you feel guilty because, look, I've done this with my kids. I've done this very thing while working on a podcast that talks about praying for and walking with the next generation. That's pretty ironic, isn't it? What I am here to do is to point to Jesus as our model when it comes to building relationships with the next generation. I'm going to give you some space to ask God for that willing spirit to step into the lives of the next generation. Ask God for a heart that is willing to take care of those he's entrusted to you so that you can step into their lives just like Jesus did for you. The relationships we're seeking to build, they're ones that are marked by love. And in Jesus, we see the image of love that we're called to live out every day. It's through Christ and his sacrificial love and his moving into our neighborhood and our lives that we see the type of love we should be bringing into our relationships. So as we end today, let these words from 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, be something that you take with you into the relationships that you're in. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house. It becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Our standing is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. And since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death and fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. We, though, are going to love. Love and be loved. First we were loved. Now we love.